This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. Eyes On. Eyes On. Live from the Shorter Children's Reading Festival. What's cool about the Shorter Children's Reading Festival is that, yes, there's a reading aspect, but we forget about the food aspect as well. That is also my favorite part of most um, events here in Sharjah and the UAE as a whole. Love to talk about the food. And of course, we're lucky to have the cookery corner and it's usually one of my favorite parts because we get to speak to all kinds of chefs, whether they're professional chefs or home cooks, people from all over the world, from basically various uh, cooking traditions, lots of culture, lots of backgrounds. And that's what I love so much. And right now I've got with me Asha Ismail, who is um, honestly, what was very interesting is the fact that you were basically jumping from one place to another, to <laughs> another, to another, but and now you're here in Sharjah, you jumped right here to Sharjah. So first of all, welcome to Sharjah and Thank welcome you. to Pulse95. Thank you so much. Before we get into your whole, your your journey across all these uh, countries and all these places, how did your love for cooking begin or even eating or love yes. for food? When did that begin? <laughs> so... Um, my love for food uh, began from a very early age. Um, we're a family of we were a family of six: my parents and my four sisters. Mm-hmm. And meal times were always shared together. At the end of the day, um, actually, all our meals when we were growing up in in Malawi in Africa, all our meals were shared together. So mm-hmm. we had breakfast together, we had lunch together, and we had dinner together. So that um, you know, for me, it was a coming together. Um, the six of us, you know, talking about our day, what we did at school, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and just that love of um, connecting with the family and, and, and enjoying food. Mm-hmm. And now then, after Malawi, you all moved to the UK. And during that transition, what were the main differences and changes that you noticed through the food, perhaps maybe even the different shops, what they offered in the grocery store versus what was offered in Malawi. And did that change your perspective towards food and the perspective towards cooking the food they usually love as well? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, being raised in Malawi back in the 70s, it wasn't, you know, everything was made by by hand, by scratch. So, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't just go out and buy a cake from the shop because there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so mum, and that's what I loved about um, cooking from an early age, baking and cooking, was that mum did everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved about it as well is that my mum was doing fusion cooking before fusion was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was, you know, she'd make um, spicy shepherd's pie or she'd make a roast chicken with spices wow very traditional english food Mm -hmm. but it was um it had the spices that i grew up with Mm -hmm. because i'm of indian heritage Mm -hmm. um so so that was amazing so moving to the uk we obviously found that um uh, things were more readily available so Mm -hmm. there was a lot more ingredients to choose from um, back back in Malawi, we used to have um, you know our veggie garden. We had chickens, we had goat, 
um, in our backyard, whereas that wasn't the case in yeah. the UK. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we did adapt and, and do things slightly differently. But yes, definitely more um, accessibility to different types of foods mm -hmm. uh, and fast food, which wasn't a thing in Malawi either. <laughs> and then you moved to New Zealand and you started missing your mom's food. That's right. And you decided that I think it's time to start getting deep into this food. Now, after these changes and transitions and movements back and forth, what did you take with you now that you've tried, you've lived through Malawi around that time, and then you moved to the UK and you also learned from your mom and the way she adapted. Yes. How, what did you take from what you've learned from watching her and the things you've also tried out? What did you bring with you to New Zealand? So, um, to New Zealand, I bought my love of cooking from scratch. Um, so everything using fresh ingredients, but also using my mum's way of cooking, which was fusion, mm -hmm. um, east and west. Um, and uh, my grandparents um, came from the Gujarat, uh, which was the west of India. I've actually mm -hmm. never been to India myself. Interesting. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, you know, I, I'd love to go, um, mainly for the food, really. But mm -hmm. um, it's, um, uh, so it was from the Gujarat. So all those, um, you know, all those things, and, and Persians settled in the Gujarat, yeah. um, you know, uh, quite a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So all those influences, like using rose water, saffron, cardamom, were, were sort of all into, infiltrated mm -hmm. into, the, into that. So um, I decided to, when I went to New Zealand, I really missed my, my mum's cooking. And, uh, and I married a, a New Zealander, a Kiwi, so I mm -hmm. decided that I wanted to um, make it accessible for him and his family and, and, and all our friends. Um, so I wanted, uh, and I'd always wanted to write. Um, yeah. so, so then I approached um, a couple of publishers and, and yeah, it's, um, I'm on my third cookbook now. Congratulations <laughs> about you, that. I you. mean, one book is hard enough, two is difficult, three. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. We look Thank forward you. to it. Now, before we get into your uh, writing process and your recipes, I feel like we need to differentiate a little bit between the various cuisines. Now, yes. we already know that Indian cuisine or Hindi cuisine is quite different. There is north, west, south, east, and then there is northwest, northeast, and That's it's so right. different in every single. Uh, you can just go two streets down, and there's a whole different, uh, totally, very different way of cooking. For example, biryani. There's millions of ways to do that. Totally. So when uh, people of Hindi industry went to the various African countries, they also brought some of their traditions, and they started using what is around them as well. And yes. like you said, fusion cuisine. Yes. That people did not really realize was called was is what's considered now as fusion cuisine. Yes. So what are the uh, maybe perhaps even small differences between the stereotypical I'm gonna call it stereotypical popular Hindi cuisine yes. versus what Malawi I, Indian cuisine. Right, okay. So so yeah, I mean Indian food like you said, you know, there's just so many different variations. Mm -hmm. Um I myself um my grandparents were from the Gujarat, but mm -hmm. they were Muslim, mm -hmm. um, Mirman Muslims, and they moved to um, to Africa uh, and bringing with them um, their way of cooking. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you know, um, one Indian family, if you just take a, a simple chicken curry, for instance, yeah. Uh, just a, a very simple chicken curry, it'll be completely different in all the different Indian mm -hmm. homes, yeah. right? Um, and it's also the spices you use. So mm -hmm. we, I tend to keep my spices very, very simple. 
um, and um, and uh, and one of the reasons um, why when I created my all my books, I wanted them to be easily accessible so mm-hmm. people can get the spices in the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a big range of um, uh, ingredients that they've got to you know look at, and, and then they think, oh, there's just too many ingredients. I can't be bothered with this. Yeah. So I wanted to keep everything short, uh, but also make it accessible so people can easily cook after a day at work. They don't feel too stressed, and it's easy enough. So. Um, so that was kind of my my thinking um, of, of, of Indian um, Indian Indian fusion cuisine, but I think wherever you move, um, you take your food with you, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, Indians, um, regardless of where we are, um, we take our spices with us. So mm-hmm. you know, America, there's American Indians. There's you know, I live in New Zealand. There's spices there. Um, and we just adapt, you know, to the country. So I yeah. love cooking with seasonal um, fruit and vegetables, and mm-hmm. um, and and the, the spices that I that I cook with. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting when you even mentioned fusion cuisine, and then before you said this word, when I was looking through the pictures on your website, yeah, they truly did feel like I. I I know this, but it looks a little, a little bit different. different. <laughs> like it's slightly different. It looks familiar, but there yeah. are small differences. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure when you first wrote your first, second, and now you're in the process of writing your third book, it must have been difficult to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to choose this over this, over yeah. that, over that. <laughs> so how did the process go? And what is the most difficult part of it? Is it the process of elimination, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the all three books are completely different. Mm-hmm. So. My first book, which um, in in New Zealand when it was first published, was called My Indian Kitchen. Mm-hmm. But here, um, it's through the American publisher that I'm uh, lucky enough to to come here, um, you know, to the book fair with. Um, and that that book's called Ashia's Table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that book, uh, which was my first book, is is dedicated to my mom, and it's got all the recipes that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's got starters and mains and sides and dessert. And then I loved, um, during that process, I loved doing the dessert section. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really have a sweet tooth, but I just enjoyed the process of putting, you know, and I love baking too. So mm-hmm. um, so the next book is called Saffron Swirls and Cardamom Dust. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a beautiful um, Western baking, but with Eastern spices. Mm-hmm. So again, that fusion comes in. Um, and the third book, which will be out in New Zealand shortly, well, in the next um, few months, um, is all about celebrating. So mm. gathering, celebrating, and um, it's, yeah, so it's again, completely different to the other two. So. Um, I think um, I think putting together a book is hard because because I'm in charge of writing the recipes, sourcing the props, uh, you know what the photos are going to be photo- photographed on, mm-hmm. styling, and then cooking and putting the dishes together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's hard, but it's very satisfying for me anyway. Being a creative person, mm-hmm. um, for me it's it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so basically, what you did is that you dedicated every single book to a specific aspect of your cooking or at least what you enjoy cooking yes and that honestly that is very smart of you because um even what i saw um let me get it correctly is it cardamom swirls saffron 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 swirls swirls and and cardamom cardamom dust cardamom dust yes i love them both love cardamom and love saffron Saffron. as any marathi that is 
in most of our food, and I find it funny that trying to explain to people that it's not only a dessert thing, it's also in our in our savory food. Exactly. Most of our food, it has yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I truly love, first of all, the title is it's, amazing. Yeah. I loved it a lot. Did you come up with it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted, I, and again, like you, I love saffron, I love cardamom, and we can use it in both, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I love it. And, um, and I wanted the book to have a, um, a sort of a, I didn't just want an, a, just a normal title. I wanted something that people can, almost poetic, you mm-hmm. know, although the book's not poetic, but I just kind of wanted that sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, saffron swirls. I thought, wow, that's amazing. And then cardamom dust, it just made sense. It made a lot of sense <laughs> and it sounds perfect. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us your favorite recipes from each of your cookbooks? Each of my cookbooks, wow. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, as, you know, growing up, my one of my favorite, and it still is, mm-hmm. and it's in my first cookbook in Ash's Table, uh, is my mum's chicken biryani. Oh my God, it's just, it's amazing. Um, really lovely. The other thing that is great in that book is uh, carrot halva, which we call mm-hmm. gajar halva. Yeah. Just divine. Um, people often think, because when you look, it's literally a pudding or a dessert made out of carrots mm-hmm. and milk and sugar. That is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some nuts and maybe a little bit of saffron thrown in as well. Um, and out of saffron swirls and cardamom dust are all the cakes are just divine. Um, um, there's a couple of recipes that I'm going to do here today um, or over the next few days. There's these really lovely rose apple pies. Yum. So they're basically ap- made out of apple, but they look like roses. Mm-hmm. And then um, the saffron um, infused pears in pastry, which again, I think the kids will love because it's um, easy. they're easy to make and it's Yum. something they could do in the holidays with their mm-hmm. parents. So yeah, so they're a couple of really good ones to. Goodness, look the out apple for. one. I've, that's that's the one that caught my eye the most <laughs> when I saw the pictures. I was like, I want that because I love my apple pies. Yes, love my pies in general. I know, and me too. <laughs> pumpkin comes actually no, rhubarb comes first alongside pumpkin, yes. and then apple comes next. So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, no, that's so good. I really want that. So I'm very happy they're going to be showing us some of those recipes. Brilliant. And uh, before I ask you a little bit about what you're going to be showing us more about that, yeah, I also want to know. So if we want to know. Yes. If you're gonna invite somebody to your house, yes, and you're gonna make them your signature, yes. something you either enjoy eating or enjoy like just telling, this is me, this is what I'm gonna make. Yeah. Because for example, I know my mom, like I genuinely know the three, four f- uh, food items that she's gonna make or yeah. food dishes. If somebody's coming over, she's gonna make these three, four things. That's just who she is. Yeah. This is her <laughs> way of saying this is my food. Yeah. So. What are your food? The thing that you would say, this is Asia here. This is you and welcome to my house. Yeah, sure. Um, so it would, it would have to be my my mum's chicken biryani. That mm-hmm. is that is that that would if I was having people over for dinner, that would be on the list definitely. Mm-hmm. The other thing that would be on the list would be the the gajar halva, but I've given it a twist and um, I serve it with mascarpone, which is mm. just divine. Um, but you can serve it with ice cream as well. And um, the other thing that we love doing, and I love doing as well, is before the main meal, I love to share some um, finger food. Mm. And so, you know, I'll make a whole bunch of things like um, potato um, and onion 
what we call bhajias or bhajis. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be uh, an- another little thing that I, I make, which I love, is um, pani puri, yeah. which is the little puris. Uh, but I put um, uh, little prawns in, in them. Yeah, and uh, with some yogurt and some chutneys, and um, it's divine. I think I want to come over. <laughs> yeah, <Yes, laughs> you, you should. I'm You're welcome. A, I'm anytime. booking a ticket to New Zealand <laughs> yes. the moment you are done with the children's <laughs> festival. And uh, speaking about the children's festival, what are you going to showcase to us here at the Cookery Corner? So today I'm going to make um, a lovely um, aubergine dip um, and some flatbread. Um, which are which are really easy to do, um, more of a more of a naan, I suppose, than a flatbread. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for um, for after, uh, oh, and um, I'm going to make a fish kebab, um, which is really lovely. And then tomorrow, I think it's going to be a mixture of um, a savoury and a sweet. And then the Friday is going to be some dessert, a couple of desserts. So the mm-hmm. apple, the apple rose pies are going to be in there. So is, is that yeah. your way of telling me I need to be here on you Friday? Ha- you need to be here on can Friday. I, can I request a whole one just from me? <laughs> yeah, just a totally. One. <laughs> I will bring it over. <laughs> well, Ashia, thank you so much for joining us. And You're it was an pl- absolute pleasure speaking to you. And I genuinely, honestly, would love to come to you. Oh, house you are more than welcome. After you told me about this amazing food and introduced us a little bit to who you are with the whole amalgamation of all these cultures and uh, well also making Indian food or Hindi food accessible I think that that is uh, one of the main fears of a lot of people who want to jump in into various cuisines I mean I think yeah my food is not Hindi food because I'm not Hindu I'm Mm -hmm. I'm Muslim but Mm -hmm. um, but the whole um, Indian you know aspect is such a big Mm -hmm. big thing but yeah, I mean, if people want to jump on my um, Instagram, they can follow me on Ashia's Table. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and for tips and, and stuff and, you know, buy my books and whatever. So yeah, no, that's Well, awesome. there you go. <laughs> One, follow Ashia's Table on Instagram. Yep. And uh, come to the Charlotte Children's Reading Festival to yep. grab her books. She has two books, Ashia's Table. And let me get it again. It was saffron swirls and cardamom dust. Yes. I got it correctly. <laughs> and you can buy it over here at the Charlotte Children's Reading Festival and also get to see and try out her food as well at the Cookery Corner right here at Express Center Charger. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.